us magnify him. He's a good God. Has he been good to you? Lord, I lift you up here tonight. I worship your holy name. You are good. You are great. We worship you, God. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Well, it's such a blessing and honor to be here tonight. I give great honor to Pastor in his absence. Um, I'm very thankful for a man of God that places men and women in places of uncomfortability to grow. And so I'm going to do some growing here tonight. But I give great honor to him trusting me and pressuring me to grow. I'm very thankful for that. I give honor to my wife, as always. She is my rock. I couldn't do this without her. I couldn't lead the youth group without her. She keeps things orderly, in line, keeps kids alive. Amen. I give honor to my parents. Thank you, them, for raising me up in the fear of the Lord. I'm thankful for, I'm so blessed to grow up in a godly household. I don't take that for granted. Like Pastor preached last Sunday, growing up and not doing drugs and living a life separated, clean, and holy, that's a great testimony, and I'm thankful that I have that this morning. give honor to my grandparents. I truly respect them and I'm so grateful for all they've done to fight for this truth and to keep it in the bloodline. And I'm fourth generation Pentecostal and the word of God and the power of God has not been watered down. And I'm thankful for that. I know I'm taking my time, but I want to thank, you know, my previous youth, youth pastors, brother and sister Ari Marks, brother Jared <laughs> Marks, wherever he's, he's at. I want to thank them for raising me and keeping me in line and putting up with me in the youth group. And I want to thank the Reeds as well for keeping me in line and putting up with me in the youth group. I'm very thankful for leaders in the church men of God in the church that I respect and looked up to so much so I'm very, very, very thankful. If you have your Bible, turn to Matthew chapter 21, verse 18. Matthew chapter 21 and verse 18. And in preparation for this, do not take this for granted. I know this is an opportunity for me to grow, but I do not take this for granted. I do not take this lightly. I truly believe that God wants to speak to his people here tonight. And I truly believe that after I get through all of this, God's going to move in a mighty and miraculous way. How many believe that? Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 21 verse 18 says this. Now in the morning as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only. 
And he said unto it, let no fruit grow on thee henceforth forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And what God has given me today here has convicted me greatly. So I'm going to preach to myself as much as I preach to you today. But I believe God's going to move and convict us and change some things in our lives. So with the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to preach to you on this subject today. The fruitless fig tree. The fruitless fig tree. Let's go ahead and lift our hands and magnify our God. I praise you. I worship you, Jesus. I pray right now for the anointing. I pray right now, God, that you guide my tongue, guide my mind. Let me step into boldness encourage God I pray that you edify your people your people is a good people Lord we are thankful God for your word tonight I pray Lord that tonight we pull down strongholds in your name Lord I pray Lord that you touch a young person here tonight God I pray that we leave changed and sanctified in the name of Jesus if you believe that clap your hands up to the Lord Lord we worship you Jesus we worship you Jesus we worship you Jesus Move in this place. Let your presence be in this place. Heavenly Father, we worship you. You may be seated. In our text here tonight, Jesus and his disciples are en route to the city of Jerusalem. And the Bible says that he hungered. Jesus, being fully God and fully man, was not excused from the basic attributes of humanity. And Jesus, tired and hungry from his travels, visualizes a fig tree in the distance. In the days of Jesus, the fruit of the fig tree was a common source of food. The fig tree was a reliable source of sustenance. The fig tree was a strength to the weary and the hungry traveler. And from a distance... Jesus could see that this fig tree had leaves. For a fig tree, the leaves and the fruit are synonymous. The leaves are an indication that fruit is present within the tree. But as Jesus approaches this tree, hungry, looking for fruit, and the Bible says that he found nothing but leaves, what happens next is one of the few destructive miracles Jesus performed during his ministry. Miracles of restoration and miracles of healing were commonplace within the ministry of Jesus. Yet in our passage, Jesus finds this fruitless fig tree and responds in an abnormal way. He curses the tree and the tree withers away. Anytime there is an anomaly within the word of God, we must pay close attention. One can fairly say that this freak of nature angered Jesus, so much so that he cursed the tree and said, let no fruit grow thee henceforth forever. Not only was this tree cursed to never produce fruit again, but in Mark 11 verse 20 says, and in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from its roots. Why did Jesus... Why did this tree cause Jesus to respond with so much destruction? Why did the absence of fruit cause Jesus to respond with complete obliteration of this tree? Why did the characteristics of this tree 
cause the wrath of God to be kindled and completely wipe out this tree? Why did Jesus cause the very roots of this tree to be completely dried up and the tree to be withered away? I have an answer for you tonight. Jesus hates trickery. Jesus hates anything that has the appearance of fruit, but there is no fruit to be found. God hates anything that is misleading. God has animosity against anything that has the appearance of fruit, but there is no fruit. God despises a tree that has the leaves, but there is no fruit. God is repulsed when, it come, when he comes hungry and looking for fruit, and he finds nothing. God despises us when the suit and tie is just right, and the hair is just right, the dress is just right. There is fruit present. It looks like there should be fruit present, but when Jesus comes hungry, when Jesus gets close to the tree, he finds no fruit. I pray when Jesus visits my tree, when Jesus comes hungry, when Jesus comes seeking fruit, I want him to find more than just leaves. I want him to find a prayer life. I want him to find a witness. I want him to find a home Bible study teacher. I want him to find a soul winner. I want him to find a student of the word. I want him to find a righteous man. I want him to find a giver. I want him to find a soul that loves God, that loves people, that loves this gospel, that loves his word. I want him to find fruit. I want to be fruitful. Clap your hands and give him praise. Lord, I want to be fruitful, Jesus. I asked myself this question. What caused this fig tree to have leaves but no fruit? I did some research, tried to figure out and understand why a fig tree would have leaves but no fruit. And after searching this out, there's one circumstance that would cause a fig tree to have leaves, to have the appearance of fruit, but be fruitless. The cause of this anomaly is that the tree would have to be exposed to extreme environmental stressors. The fig tree is unique in that it is extremely susceptible to stress. For a fig tree to produce fruit, the tree itself has to be in perfect balance. The soil has to be just right. The tree must have all of its essential nutrients from the soil. The pH balance of the soil must be right. The pollination has to be just right. The nitrogen balance has to be just right for the tree to produce fruit. Because it takes effort and work for the tree to produce fruit. The tree must be healthy in order to be fruitful. Now, after researching this, there's a few reasons that would cause a fig tree to be thrust into a state of stress that would leave the tree fruitless in a time that fruit should be present. In my research, there were two reasons that stood out to me that would cause the fig tree to be in a state of stress. Number one, the fig tree is exposed to extreme heat coinciding with a lack of water. 
The lack of water would cause the tree to enter into a state of self-preservation. This then would cause the tree to utilize the little water it had stored just to stay alive. In a state of stress, a tree allocates all of its resources and nutrients just to maintain life in hopes that rain will come soon. The second reason corresponding cause that a fig tree would experience a state of stress, excess weeds and shrubbery at the base of the tree. A overabundance of weeds and brush in close proximity to a fig tree would create a situation where the fig tree has to compete for water and has to compete for the nutrients of the soil, leaving the tree dehydrated and deprived from the very nutrients needed to produce fruit. And God spoke this to me in prayer. He said, it is not a watering issue. It's a weed issue. I'm not talking about marijuana. It's not a watering issue. It's a weed issue. We get watered every Sunday. We get watered by our pastor every time he delivers the word. There are hundreds of daily devotion online by our pastor. We have summit. We have evangelists. We have revivals. We have life class. We've got SoundCloud. We've got conferences all over this nation. We've got Holy Ghost Radio. But the apostolic church has never had the access to the quantity and the quality of preaching and teaching as we do today. It is not a water issue. It is a weed issue. We've allowed weeds and bushes to accumulate underneath the fig tree, and it's been robbing us spiritually. It may just look like a few little weeds on the surface, but under the surface, in the spirit world, those weeds have woven its roots around our fig tree. Those weeds have completely entangled and intertwined its roots around our fig tree. It has completely robbed us the tree's potential to bear fruit, it is not a watering issue. It is a weed issue. You know what the fig tree with its leaves and no fruit represented? It was a distraction. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem. And being hungry, he saw this fig tree and it pulled him off the road. It pulled him from his destination Journeying to the fig tree that was fruitless was a waste of time. The fruitless fig tree was a distraction. It distracted him from his ministry and left him empty-handed. It did not feed him when he was hungry. God hates distractions. God hates distractions. God hates anything that deters our attention from him. God hates anything that misleads him from our purpose. God hates anything that occupies the minds and the people rather than having the mind of Christ. God hates anything that takes us away from prayer. God hates anything that takes us away from his word. God hates anything that takes us away from his presence. It's not a watering issue, it's a weed issue. The problem is that we have allowed these weeds or distractions 
to accumulate at the base of the fig tree and completely choke out our potential to bear fruit. I'll give you a little word of wisdom. We were not continually made to be stressed out all the time. We were not designed just to hang on by a thread every single Sunday. God did not intend us for us to just to barely make it through the week and barely make it to church. Matthew 11, verse 28 says this, Come unto me, all the labor and that are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Exodus 33, verse 14 says this, And he said, My presence shall go with thee, and I will give thee rest. Philippians 4, 6 says this, Be careful for nothing, but in every word, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made unto, unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Matthew 11, verse 28 says this, Come unto me, all that ye labor, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's normal to feel stressed and pressured in this life. But if you're constantly living on the edge, just barely hanging on, I caution you tonight, examine what is growing underneath your fig tree. I need us to lift our hands right now. Those that can tap into the Holy Ghost, I need the Holy Ghost right now. Lord, let your presence fill this place. Lord, we need you, God. Speak to us. Open up the hearts and the minds of your people, Lord. I praise you. I worship. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know what poses the biggest distraction in the age we live in? The cell phone. It may be small in nature. It may just seem like a little weed. No big deal. But under the surface, the distractions on this device has completely captivated the minds of God's people. The distractions of this world have completely stripped God's people from the nourishment, from his rest, from the peace of God, from the love of God, from the comforter. It's the weeds, it's the voices of this world that is constricting the church's potential to be fruitful. On the surface, it seems, you know what, it's just a little bit of Facebook here, a little bit of Instagram here, a little Snapchat over here, a little TikTok over here, a little pornography over here, just a little Fox News over here, a whole lot of YouTube over here, a little lust of the flesh over here, and a little carnality over here, until the base of the fig tree is completely overpopulated by weeds, by distraction, by carnality, and the weeds have completely seized control over the fig tree and has suffocated it, its potential to be fruitful. Let's clap our hands. Jesus. 
You want to know what the tactic of the enemy in this generation is? You know what his tactic is? I felt this in prayer. The devil would love nothing more than to see a whole generation pass by and be fruitless. To be completely fruitless. The devil is okay with your kids being in church just so long as they don't produce fruit. He's okay with your kids being in the choir just as long as they don't produce fruit. He's okay with your kids being in Bible quizzing just so long as they don't produce fruit. He's okay with your kids being in the youth group and looking the part. He's okay with them producing the leaves. He's okay with your kids growing up in the church just so long your kid doesn't produce fruit. I need some elders in the church as being the example to these young people. I need some saints of God to rise up and be a testimony. You know what? We didn't grow up with social media. You can do it too. We didn't have cell phones growing up. You can do it too. We didn't have a screen in front of our faces. You can do it too. I need some saints of God to encourage these young people to be fruitful. Encourage them to be fruitful. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to us. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to us. God is trying to convict his people to wake up and get rid of the excess weeds, to get rid of the distractions, to get rid of the voices of this world. You know what? If I got to delete social media to be fruitful, I'm going to do it. If I got to delete Snapchat to be fruitful, I'm going to do it. If I got to delete Facebook to be fruitful, I'm going to do it. I've got to delete the news to be fruitful. I'll do it, Lord. I'll do whatever it takes to be fruitful. I'll do whatever it takes. I truly believe this. If this generation, if this church takes time to clean up the weeds, to clean up the distractions, God is going to raise up a generation of Bible study teachers. God's going to raise up a church that knows how to pray. God's going to raise up some young men to preach his word. God is going to call missionaries. God is going to raise up evangelists in this church. God is going to raise up soul winners. God needs his saints to be fruitful in these last days. God is going to make his church fruitful. We must be fruitful. We have no other choice. We have no other choice. One of the first instructions to man was in Genesis. Chapter 1, verse 28, and God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. And subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. It is our sole duty as Christians to be fruitful. I'll tell you why the devil tries to fight you so hard from teaching a Bible study. Because that is being fruitful. I promise you, you will engage in more spiritual warfare as soon as you schedule that Bible study. The devil will fight you tooth and nail 
to prevent you from being a witness because that is being fruitful. There is a reason why the devil tries to come against me and my wife every single Friday before youth because that is being fruitful. There's a reason why the devil tries to attack your prayer life. And instead of rolling out of bed in the morning and meeting with the master, the first thing we do in the morning is check our phones and start scrolling. You know what kind of message that's sitting into the spirit world? You're letting God and the devil know where your attention is at. You're watering the weeds. You're watering the weeds. You know what? The devil hates fruitful people. Brother Gazande, the devil hates you. And he probably hates you more than anybody else in here. Every time I go to the coffee shop, I see Brother Gazande witnessing to people, introducing me to people. He's always talking to somebody. He's always witnessing. He's always got a Bible study. He hates fruitful people. He hates Brother Jordan playing the piano every Sunday, every Tuesday, because that's being fruitful. He hates Brother Reed because he plays the drums every Sunday, because that's being fruitful. The devil hates fruitful people, but God loves fruitful people. Oh, God loves fruitful people. I come with a word from God tonight. The reason why, Brother Gazande, the devil was after your boys, it's because you're fruitful. He wanted to distract you from what you do, distract you from being a witness, because you're fruitful. You're a fruitful person. The devil hates fruitful people. Brother Benny, he hates fruitful people. He hates fruitful people. But God loves fruitful people. I come with a word from God tonight. I want to encourage somebody tonight. Keep being fruitful, saint of God. Keep being fruitful, young person. Keep being fruitful, elder. Keep producing fruit. You're tearing down the kingdom of hell. Keep producing fruit. You're giving the devil a black eye. Keep producing fruit. Revival is coming. Stay fruitful. Saint of God, stay fruitful. Stay fruitful. It takes work to be fruitful, though. It takes work. Proverbs chapter 27, verse 18 says, Whoso keepeth the fig tree shall eat the fruit thereof. So he that waiteth on his master shall be honored. You've got to keep your fig tree. You've got to guard the fig tree. You've got to guard your mind. You've got to guard against the weeds. Man, you've got to guard your home. Mom and dad, you've got to guard your children. Your 10-year-old doesn't need an iPhone. They need God. Young person, you don't need more followers. You need God. you got to take care of the fig tree. I truly believe this. One of the greatest, one of the greatest tragedies in the church today is giving your kid a cell phone and putting restrictions on it and thinking that they are perfectly safe. You wouldn't let your child handle a venomous snake just because its mouth has a band around it. 
yet we allow our kids and our teenagers to have iPhones in their pockets. Yeah, they may have a few restrictions on it. Yeah, they may turn it in at night. But the devil is cunning. He is deceitfully wicked. He is just waiting for the perfect moment to strike. The devil has got you fooled thinking that your little boy and girl is safe. He's got you fooled. Proverbs chapter 6, 27 says this. Can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Satan will utilize his two strategies to keep you fruitless. The first one we just talked about is the overconsumption of distractions. The second strategy Satan will use is condemning you with shame. He will imply shame on you for being fruitless. What did Adam and Eve cover themselves with after they had sinned? They sewed fig leaves together to cover their nakedness. The devil wants nothing more than to keep you fruitless. So he fills you with condemnation. Shame will cause you to cover up with the leaves of the fig tree. From a distance, everything looks good. The leaves just look just right. It looks like you're producing fruit from a distance. But you're covering up your shame. That's why you won't let anybody get close. That's why you won't let the pastor get close. That's why you won't let God get close. Because you're ashamed that you have been unfruitful. But God, he doesn't condemn. He convicts. Don't cover up. Get a prayer life. Don't produce more leaves. Study your Bible. Don't distance yourself from the church. Be a witness to this world. Don't avoid church prayer. Go share your testimony. Let's clap our hands. So how do we become fruitful? The preceding verses in Matthew chapter 21 gives us instruction on how to be fruitful and get rid of the weeds. Matthew chapter 21 verse 20 says this, And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, Ye shall not only do this which has been done to the fig tree, but also if ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and thou castest in the sea, and it shall be done in all things whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. If you want to bear fruit, you have got to speak to the voices of distraction in prayer. If you are tired of the voice of this world discouraging your prayer life, speak to it in prayer. If you no longer want to be bound by the voice of the enemy, speak to it in prayer. If you are tired of being controlled and ruled by your flesh, speak to it in prayer. 
You've got to pray to be fruitful. You've got to do whatever it takes to be fruitful. A weed does not disappear just because you trim it. you got to dig down deep and deal with the roots. you got to deal with the roots. I greatly admire men like Brother Oswald and Brother Kyle Gazande that traded in their smartphone for a dumb phone. Amen? I admire Brother Marks for trading in his iPhone, his smartphone, for a flip phone. Praise God. (laughs) You know what that is telling God, though, when they do that? That is saying to God, Lord, I am willing to do whatever it takes to be fruitful. God, I'm willing to sacrifice. I'm willing to be fruitful. God, I'm willing to be inconvenienced. I just want to be fruitful. God, I'm willing to lay down my flesh. I just want to be fruitful. I'll fast. I'll pray. I'll teach. I'll sacrifice. I'll be a witness. I'll teach Bible studies. I will be a light to this world. I'll give more. God, I just want to be fruitful. God, I want to be fruitful. God, I want to be fruitful. Musicians, you can come. God, I want to be fruitful. Let's just pray that real quick. God, I pray that that this church will be fruitful. I pray that this church will be a witness. I pray that this church, God, will be a light to this world, a city set upon a hill. God, help us to be producing fruit. Help us to be willing to sacrifice and willing to lay down the flesh and willing to be inconvenienced to be fruitful, God. Let us give a revelation, Lord, of the importance of being fruitful. Jesus. 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 Luke chapter 13, verse 6 says this. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. And he said unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and I find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answering said unto them, Lord, let it alone this year be also. Till I shall dig about it and dung it. And if it bear fruit, well. And if not, then after that thou shalt cut it down. I honestly believe that momentum, the college and career ministry is one of the most important ministries in the church. From the ages of 18 to about 24, 25, this is the most vulnerable group of people in the body of Christ. For young people that have grown up on a church pew and have attended Sunday school and have gone through the youth group. When a young person approaches this age, fruit should be present. God is waiting hungry and searching for fruit. Luke 13 in this passage, a certain man 
comes seeking fruit after three years of waiting for fruit and finds none. And the certain man tells the dresser of the vineyard, I've come seeking fruit and I've found none. Why waste the soil? Cut the tree down. You see, a fruit tree that does not produce fruit is more susceptible to disease and pestilence. If you do not produce fruit, young person, you are in danger of being taken out. A fruitless tree is weak. It's vulnerable. It has no form of protection. Fruit is a form of self-defense. It's the fruit that preserves the seed. Young people, it's the fruit that will keep you. Man of God, it's the fruit that will keep you in the house of God. Young lady, keep producing fruit. It will keep you. Bearing fruit is not a choice. It's a necessity to survival. Luke 13, verse 8 says this. Listen, this is the response of the vine dresser. And he answered and said unto him, Lord, let alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. Are you thankful for the pastor that says, wait, let me toil the ground. Don't cut it down yet. Give me a chance to get on my hands and knees and help remove some of the weeds. Wait. Let me preach. Let me preach holiness. Let me preach conviction. Let me preach separation. Let me preach purity. Let me preach a sound mind. Wait. Let me preach about the importance of prayer. Let me preach about the power of fasting. Give me time to dig up the ground. Wait. They can still produce fruit. God is pleading with some people today to get rid of the distractions. Get rid of the entertainment. Get rid of the lust of the flesh. And start producing fruit. Let's stand all over this house. Oh, Heavenly Father, I know I'm just the youth pastor. I know there are so many other men in this church that are more qualified than me to stand in this desk tonight. But I plead with you, God has given me a word for his people. He wants us to be concerned about producing fruit. He wants to give us a revelation of the importance of producing fruit. He wants to strengthen somebody tonight to stay and keep producing fruit. I close with this Mark 13 verse 28 says this now learn a parable of the fig tree when her branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves you know 
that summer is near. So you in like manner, when you shall see these things come to pass, know that it is nigh even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, that this generation shall not pass till all these things be done. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch, and pray, for ye not know when the time is. Even at the doors, even at the doors, God is coming back, church. God is coming back soon for the fruit of the harvest. While preparing for this message, I was, I was praying, and God impressed a vision in my mind. And I envisioned God walking through a vineyard. and examining the trees, and examining the leaves. And God put his hand upon the branch where the fruit would sprout, where the fruit would sprout from. And he felt the branch, and with his caring hands, the branch, he felt the branch, the branch was tender. branch was tender even at the doors I pray that God gives us a revelation tonight not of only of the importance of fruit not only of the importance of bearing fruit but of how little time we have left to produce fruit there's a world out there that is still lost there's a world out there that is destined for hell We must be fruitful. If you want to be fruitful tonight, I pray that you come to this altar. If you want to get rid of some weeds tonight, I pray that you come to this altar. I pray, Lord, that that you lay everything at this altar. Whatever it takes to be fruitful, God, I'm willing to do it. Whatever it takes, God, to be fruitful, God, I'm willing to do it. You're coming soon. You're coming soon for your church. The church needs to be fruitful. The church needs to be fruitful. Come on, it's not a watering issue. It's a weed issue. God wants us to take care of some things tonight. Take care of the weeds. Take care of the distractions. Take care of the perversion of this world. Take care of the lust of the flesh. God, empty me of anything that does not produce fruit. Empty me, Lord, of anything that does not please you. Empty me, God. Lord, I want to be fruitful. Lord, I'm willing to sacrifice. Lord, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to produce fruit.
long. God's been talking to some people. He's been talking to you for months about this same issue. He's been talking to you for months about this. Tonight is the night to give it all to God. Tonight is the night to cut the root out. Tonight is the night to change. Come on, he wants fruit. He's coming for his church. We need to be fruitful. God, I must bear fruit. I must have fruit underneath my fig tree. Lord, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, God. Lord, let this convict me tonight. Lord, Lord, I want to live this out fully and thoroughly, Lord. I'm changing some things in my life tonight.